All right, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Noble with Noble. Uh, we're on episode eight, and today we have my very good friend, Jacob Atkinson. Jacob, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So Jacob's a uh, photographer and videographer, so we're sort of shifting away from, you know, uh, realtors specifically for this episode, but uh, he's done a lot of photography and video for realtors, so we're going to get into that. Uh, you know, building your your business um, with branding and videos and marketing and all of that. So, uh, yeah, Jacob, welcome. I guess uh, we can sort of talk a little bit about you and how you started and, you know, because you started off doing more photos and now you're doing more videos, but yeah, it still looks amazing. I, so. I, and I appreciate it. I, th- I, I th- you know, the journey all started back as, as a young kid playing sports. Um you know, my parents would always video my games of whether that was hockey, soccer, and I'd create little highlight reels um, from them. I'd go in and edit the footage, and at the end of the year, I'd give a DVD to our teammates, and they'd go either watch it on their, you know, their TV, or sometimes we'd even rent out a theater, so like all of us could all watch it. And it was like it was an hour, you know, an hour of like the best, you know, in hockey, it was the best hits, the saves, the goals. Uh, got us all pretty hyped, but it, it taught me how to create video straight from the beginning. So. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't know you did that uh, by yourself. Like you, so your parents would film everything and then send you the stuff and yeah. what, what programs did you use? When you uh, back started? then, you know, there's, there's a million to choose from. There's um, Sony Vegas. Um, you know, I was d- dabbling with even like the, the products I still use nowadays uh, back then, but just like the tools were different. Um, you just kind of made did with what you had. Um, but you know, you could still create something memorable. I think that's what, that's what now I kind of look back on and, and sometimes wish I still created with something so like memorable that, you know, people can look back at and I still look back at now, um, and realize like, you know, this was, this was a pinnacle moment in my life. Do you still have the, uh, the DVDs at your house? I still have all the DVDs. I've actually been smart enough to back them up onto a computer because you know, technology now they don't even have DVD players and laptops. So um, I have them on hard drives and every so often I go back and just like reminisce those moments. Yeah. You got, you got to send me those. Uh, I'd, lo- I'd love to take a look at those. You'll, you'll, you'll see some of the bloopers as well. And, uh, some of the, some of the interesting things I said back then and even how I looked, I mean, I look very similar, but, uh, maybe just a little bit shorter and, uh, not, not, not <laughs> you're a little so- bit shorter now or <laughs> you're a little bit shorter back then. <laughs> you'll see it. You'll yeah. see it in the clips. That's good. And then, so you moved on from doing that cause you went to school Sort of for film, uh, I guess like a little bit because you did a couple of programs in there. Yeah, so it, it it moved quite quickly after sports. It it started to kind of open up this idea that I could be doing this and this is what I could be doing for my life. I, I started seeing how YouTube would grow people. I, I saw that, you know, commercial on TV and, and it started getting me inspiration to just move away from just creating video mem- memorable videos for myself and moving towards a space where I could, you know, capture my travel uh, vacations. In in college, um, I was really close to the music space. So I would have a few friends that were producers and DJs that I was able to to film them um, as pre-DJs. You did that, you did that for me. I did for, that, uh, I did that for Ryan as well, yeah, um, which is funny. Uh, yeah, throwing back to the days, uh, Ryan was DJing uh, an event and I made a, an after movie and that's where it all began. It was a lot of fun and it it wasn't really serious. You could just be creative. Um, you could do what you liked and and it kind of gave me this this feeling like I could do this for the future. Um, but yeah, it all started, you know, sports, but it grew to this position where I even took it in school um, and 
when I wasn't studying it, I was still finding myself at night um, going to these events, filming, just going out on the streets, taking photos with my friends. Um, it was almost like my, my whole life really at that point. Um, and it was like a huge influence. Yeah. Cause I, I know, you know, you go out on like a random, you even messaged me last week. It was a, what was it? Thursday or something. I don't know. Sometime last week where you would just go out, head downtown, shoot some video, shoot some photos and get out there because content creating is so important, um, in today's, you know, in today's date and going out and posting on Instagram and posting on TikTok and YouTube and all these other platforms, like for you to go out and do this stuff on your own, do you find it easier for you to be creative on your own? Or would you, like, I know that you've also worked for companies where you're putting out content for them too. Do you feel, do you find that going out um, is a lot better for you if you're doing it by yourself? Or do you feel like you need more of a creative direction? I, I find that, you know, even just the fact of going out like on my own or going, you know, downtown and just taking photos, that's where it all began. Like, I feel like if, if, if you can do it on your own, like in any business, any, any industry, you have to really be obsessed with, with just the creation or just the, the fun side of it. Like if, if you're in a business and you're not, you know, doing that, I, I, I find that, are you, do you really like what you do? Like, I, I, th I think, those nights that I'm out creating, it's like full freedom. It's full, you know, me, me, my ideas. Um, it, it, there's no one telling me to do it. And I think that's where, um, I get the most inspiration from. Um, it's easier sometimes cause I have full creative direction, but it, it's also in a way therapy, right? Because there's times when I'm shooting for clients that I might not have that freedom or it feels like I have to force to do it. Um, where these nights where I'm out creating on my own, um, it's my own concepts. And it's, and it's a lot of the time I get inspiration from things, whether I'm going through in life or just like learning, um, you know, maybe it's my friends going through things and, and I want to somehow create that and create a story from it. Right. So how do you differentiate a hobby from a career? Because for me personally, like I love photography. I know it's you know, a part of my life. I haven't gone out too much frequently, like in the past you know, a couple of months, a year or so, but I enjoyed that as a hobby and going out and being creative and doing my own stuff. But for you, you're doing it as a career. Do you find it a, like a, like a blend sort of, of it's a hobby, but it's also a career or are you more goal oriented that, you know, this is what you're going to do because you love it so much that that's, what's going to push you to become a better creator. Yeah. I think it's a mix of both. Um, where I think a lot of people forget about the hobby part of it, like why they actually are doing what they do and why they're passionate about what they do. Um, business obviously brings in money. Um, but I think in any industry or any career, uh, what drives you shouldn't be the money, what drives you should be the memories of what you, why you are passionate about what you did. Um, for example, I'm, I'm a big soccer uh, player and, and that, you know, I've grown up since I was two playing soccer and I used to create uh, these, you know, in a way, highlight reels of, of my own tricks, like freestyle tricks. And I learned over time that, that I was every year, I was not really creating that anymore. I wasn't really creating like work necessarily for me as often as I would. So even now I go back and sometimes I just, you know, go out to a field, record myself doing tricks. And, and it takes me back to that place where it was before money. It was before, um, you know, creating something more than just a hobby. Um, and again, now I've just made it more like a lifestyle where, where, whether I'm, 
doing it for money, whether I'm not doing it for money, like I enjoy it. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't, doesn't hit the same as what it did before when you just did it because you enjoyed it. Yeah, of course. And, and that's a, a really important thing for a business like mine as well for real estate is going back to the basics. It's, you know, as soon as you get busy, you need to understand, you know, we spoke, like I spoke about this in, in one of the other podcasts, we were talking about it, that it's like a roller coaster, right? It, it peaks up, it goes down because you get busy and you forget about the, the basics and going back and, you know, the things that got you to the peak. And it's really, it's actually really important to go back and do those things, go back to the basics and, and do those things again, because that's where your foundation is. That's where the base is. And same thing with this career. It's, it's you know, if, if you're worried about the money, that's not where your head should be. You know, obviously the money comes after, but if you can understand that this is a job where people are trying to help others and help them, you know, in my case, get a house for you, build content for yourself, realize that if you love that enough, then the money will come after. And it shouldn't even be about that. If you love it, you're in this job for a reason, that's, you know, that well, should know, be one of your And reasons. I know a lot of people, like for me, it's just refreshing. I, I, you know, I would constantly be in this roller coaster cycle of, you know, having so much inspiration and then being burnt out. And it was such extremes and it would fluctuate all the time. And I felt like, a lot of content creators or artists in general, whether it's music, whether it's painting, even in other industries feel this like, you know, when times are busy, you're full inspiration, but then you get burnt out real quick and it, and it, it fluctuates. It's a roller coaster, goes up and down. And I tell people all the time, they say, well, how do I get over burnout? And it's going back to your roots. It's, it's, you know, even if it's not videoing something or creating something, it's just going back to what do you enjoy? What, was the thing that made you feel in, inspired by, by everything. I mean, for me, it was sports. Like you can still be creative in other industries. And I think a lot of people think, well, I have to, I have to stick in the video industry. I have to stick in the real estate industry. And it's like, there's so many transferable skills that I've learned from, from other areas that it's made me realize that if you're burnt out, you just need to st like pause what you're doing, take a step back and say, well, why did I start this to begin with? And, and that's, that's the biggest, biggest piece of advice that I learned from burnout is to stop that roller coaster. You just got to take a pause. And for me, it was music. I'd go back to, and I'd DJ and just in my room, just come up with some songs. And that was still creative. It still funded my creative mind, but it was something different than what the normal. Yeah. It takes your mind off of one thing. Like you said, it's, it's transferable. You take your mind off of one thing, focus on another, and that'll bring your creative process back up. Right? Everyone gets a mental block at some point in their life. And it could be multiple times a year. It could be multiple times a month or even a day. But yeah, like you said, making sure that you go back to those roots and and figuring out why you're here and why you appreciate what you're doing is yeah, super fundamental. And that's why when you spoke earlier about going out on your own and, and, and just deciding to go downtown and create content, that's a lot of the time from burnout. So it's like, I'm just going to go down, walk around. Sometimes I even just go in my car, throw on some like really good music, drive around and see what I see. Because seeing is content creation. It's how you see things differently than you, than different than you, then it's, it's, it's the way of seeing. And that's why everyone has their own styles and so unique. And, and, you know, if you create a video, it's going to be different than I am. And it's always going to be different. There, there's no way that you can replicate exactly what I can do, vice versa. But because 
seeing is creative, you know, is creativity is being able to see. So a lot of the time I'll just go out and walk around. And if I see something that I like, and I'm like, this, this, this hits different, this, this feels different, I'll record it. And that's where I get the inspiration from is just seeing, you know, that's why I love rain. A lot of people are like, why are you going out and filming in rain? It's because everyone else isn't right. It's different. And I get to see perspectives that other people don't get to see. You know, I like reflections, puddles, lights, you know, bouncing off of things. People don't see that when they go in rain. They go, oh, it's miserable. It, I, I want to get home. And it's like, I understand that because it's cold, it's rainy. But if you put yourself in a situation to see in a different lens, you'll see what I see. Because on it, <laughs> seeing a different lens. Yeah. Because like, I see on, 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 on Instagram, on Instagram, a lot of people are like, oh, what? that's such a great shot. How'd you get that? And I was like, I put myself into a situation that you probably would have never. Right. And that's, 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 yeah, that's, that's huge. So do you do it based on your mood? Is it, you know, or is it, you know, I know it's a rainy day. This is where I'd like to shoot. This is my niche. So I'm going to go out. Or is it, you know, like you said, you, you feel like you're burning out and the day is gloomy or it's night outside and you decide, Hey, you know, maybe I'll just go take some time to myself. So is it, is it mood based or is it, uh, like, creative based i think it's a, a again a mix of both it, it i find that if it's not one it's it's it will be at some point so if i'm if i'm downtown i just want to get downtown like my friend Oren, he hit me up and was like hey let's just go let's just go shoot content and nowadays not like before i don't really i i treat my work now as more like film where it's like you only have a limited shots where before it was like it's easy to just snap 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 but the difference is now I, I, I treat it more as film where I, I take in more, but shoot less. Where before I used to shoot more and take in less. So in a way, I'm taking in more of the environment and I'm really picking and choosing what moments feel right to me, what moments resonate with me. I think that's, again, what art is, is what, you know, everyone can resonate with art differently, but it's, it's, it's all a personal choice. You know, what you might see is different than what I might see. And you know, that, that's, that's the reality of it. So a lot of my work is, is personal to me. Same with like a, a song to an artist. It's, it might mean something different to you than me, but it's, it's again, we, we create it out of, out of a feeling we create it out of, you know, creativity. I like the colors. I like, you know, that, but there's also a deeper meaning to it. So when you do work, for example, you know, you've done work in real estate where you're doing videos for that. Is that also personal or is that more, you know, obviously you have your own creative style, your own creative niche, but are you doing your own style that's catered towards what someone else's vision is? Or is it more of something where you're sort of locked into, okay, you know, you save your personal stuff for whatever creative style you want and your business stuff to whatever the client wants? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I find that just like, again, many artists they keep their personal stuff pretty close to them. It's hard to, you know, especially when it comes to business, it's hard to release that. And because, you know, the business may think differently than how you think of your work. So it's hard to let that go. Um, there's the odd project where I will bring that, like my personal, you know, style into it. Um, but I'm careful with it. A lot of the time, if if a business, for example, real estate, and I'm doing real estate listings, I will follow what they want because they're, they hired me. They're the boss. Um, yeah. They're the boss. But at the end of the day, it's, um, I, I hope the people that I work with trust me 
that they understand that I also have something different that they, that another videographer won't have. Um, so if they just want a, you know, a standard templated cut video, I can do that. But if they want something different that may provide a different unique viewpoint to, to other clients or other people watching it, I can do that, but it, it's all a matter of trust. It's if, if the people, if the people that hire you trust you, um, I can start adding a little bit more of my flair in, but if they want straight cookie cutter, it's like, I can do that as well. It's, it's, I think it's all about adapting to what the client wants. Some clients will come to me and say, I just want a video. Some will say, well, Hey, I want an art masterpiece. And it's like, it's a matter of adapting to what they want. Um, and if they trust you enough, that's, that's, you can't beat that. Yeah. Cause I mean, we've done videos together. Uh, you know, if you go to my Instagram, you can see the, my house video on, on Wilmington, Jacob filmed for me. And you know, the reason I, I went to him to film the video is because you, know, you have such a creative, creative mind, right? Like you said, I feel like you personally, you thrive off of doing your own creative stuff on your own where, you know, I just, I came to you, I said, I want to film a video. Like I have a couple of ideas, but let's just go out there and, you know, you do your thing because you know best. And I feel like it worked out so well, you know, because yeah, anybody could just have a, a cookie cutter video, but thinking outside the box and having a completely different perspective and different viewpoint, like you said, of a house or a neighborhood is I think so valuable, uh, especially in, in this business, because you, know, you can go to any realtor's Instagram and you'll find the exact same video of them going through a house. I've done it. Everyone's done it where they just walk through the house, you know, here's what this house looks like. And, you know, you, you may take that video and yeah, it's boring. But when you bring something fresh, bring something new, I feel like it's, it's so, it's so good to see. It's so nice to see because it's a change because people don't expect to see a creative video from that, from that side of things. And you know, I feel like when you bring that out of bring that out of me, me personally, bring that out of me and bring that out of other people. It benefits you just as much as it benefits everybody else or even more. Yeah. And, and I, I can speak upon most videographers um, that when we get that creative freedom, it's, it's a way for us to make that difference, right? Like we, I think every videographer has, or most have, have a unique style and a, a unique way that they think will work best. Um, and I think I, there's, there's a, there's a mix between, you know, a 50% and 50% where I feel like, you know, yes, whoever hires you is the boss. They have the overall direction. They're paying you, they're giving you the money, you know, etc. But I think there's a level like what we did with our video where it's like, you trust me and that I know what is best or at least like elements of what is best where I think in the, in the space, the creative space, having more freedom can be can be beneficial for us um and it can be different it can be unique again we're not every videographer is going to be a little different every creative is going to be a little different um in the real estate space it's same with agents a, every agent's going to be a little different they want a different sauce on their on their content or they should um but again that makes a good brand that makes you stand out is if if someone comes to your page and says i've never seen that before i've never seen someone shoot that like that that's what puts you above your competitors. Right. So what's your creative process like if you're doing a real estate video? A lot of the time, um, it's a direct conversation right from the beginning um, with the agent uh, asking them what they want. Um, again, it, it, it's 
for me, it's an open conversation. It's a way to get to know them. Um, because I, I think video content spans outside of just creating a listing video. It's really diving deep into who the person is that I'm creating this for. Um, you know, as you know, there's agents that like to be, you know, funny comedy is first, right? And that's how they want to lead their brand. Um, and then you have others that are very serious, luxury, serious, you know, there, there's others that, you know, there's, there's different personalities and that's going to really depend on what video, um, you're going to create for that client. Um, so a lot of the time it starts with a conversation, just say, Hey, like what type of like person do you want to show yourself off as? Um, and that's really going to even determine the pacing of the video, the, the visuals of the video, the color grading of the video. Like there's a lot of elements that aren't just, you know, we just don't go to a, sh uh, a house and film it and just say, that's it. It's like, there's a lot more elements that can be considered while talking to the agent. Right. So what, what's color grading? So color grading, like even the simplest of, of, you know, there's some houses that when you walk into, you have this cozy feeling because they're a little bit darker, but they have maybe have a fireplace They're They have nice wood tones. And it's like, maybe that video needs to be shown darker because it's that vibe that when you go into a house, you want to feel exactly how you want guests to feel coming home. So if, if for example, there's, there's a, a, a place that has, you know, a lot of white open space, you know, lots of natural light, you maybe want to show that lighter. But you, th that judgment will be made depending on, you know, that conversation with, with the agent, but also just how you feel about walking into that house. Every house should be treated differently. I think that's the, every property should be treated differently. Yeah. Cause they all have their own characteristic. They all have their own personality and it's a matter of you bringing out that characteristic and personality from the houses because people think, you know, it's, it's just the people, but a lot of the times, yeah, it's, it's about what the house looks like and the feel and the vibe of the house. So for you to go around the house, what are some things that you look for? Like you said, uh, for the color grading, it's, it's the vibe, but going in, what are some key elements that you look for in a house when you're shooting them? You know, like, let's say, for example, you said the fireplace, mm -hmm. you'll go out, you'll see, you know, you'll walk through the house. Oh, there's a nice, nice fireplace. I'm going to shoot that. What are some things that you look for that catch your eye? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, the elements that, that can, can cause a feeling to somebody that lives at, uh, at home, like uh, uh, could be living at that house, um, or apartment or condo, whatever it is. Um, a lot of the time it's what, what shots or what, what I guess concepts will generate feeling. So a fireplace usually means cozy. So that's like, I, you know, anytime there's a fireplace, I want to shoot that because it represents this cozy space. Um, natural light, a lot of people like die over natural light. They want natural light. They want big windows. So I want sun peeking through the windows to show that it's like, hey, you could be the one sitting there naturally, you know, it's that coziness. It's that open space. That's why it's important to think about these things when going to shoot a house. It's not just a simple walkthrough. It's like you look at these elements and you say, well, what feeling do people get? I know I've done a video recently of a house and what we did was we threw sound effects over the specific rooms and it was to generate this feeling of like, oh yeah, like those are the sounds you're going to hear if I lived in this house. So in the kitchen, you heard, you know, a bottle of wine pop in and like, you know, sizzling of some, you know, steak and in the living room, you had like board game sounds with, with kids, you know, talking, mingling. And, it, and, and the idea was to bring out a feeling because I feel like if you can 
If you can make someone emotionally connected to something, that sell is so much easier. If, if, if you can make someone feel something, and that's, that's across the board of all art. If you can make someone feel something, you've already won. Yeah, that's, that, that's a really, really good point because, yeah, it, it doesn't necessarily relate to video or photos. It's anything, drawing, painting, uh, any sort of design because even advertising because you want to draw the viewer's attention somehow. So is that what, what differentiates you from other videographers? What do you look for that gives you that, that spark to find something more creative? Yeah, a lot of the time it's it's the simple details. Like I, I think we a lot of videographers will will look at the the main the main project as a whole, but not really look at the small details. Like even as simple as the music you choose, you know, rather than just slapping on a track and going, oh, that's it. It's like, well, what music does that make you feel when you walk into the house? Music is huge. Sound design. I, this is something recently I've realized but I, i've always had it in my videos i just it more likely just kind of came up recently is how big sound design is and how big the sounds of like you know what does a song feel next to footage um what again the color grade what does what does the colors how do they make you feel um these are all elements that i think are overlooked in a lot of videos that could actually change the way that an audience looks at you like looks at the property in general yeah it's also like that for movies too, you know. Like you always watch those videos of the of that sound. I don't know what what the what the name of the career is, but the guy who does all those sound effects for movies, you know, like like something like a, a yeah, fully artist. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, where they they go and they do all these like weird sounds that you, know, you don't realize. You you see a a horse running in a movie, and you think like, oh, you know, it's just like a, a horse running, but you don't know that there's a guy behind the scenes using all these different materials from, you know, from a, a, a broom closet and trying to make these sounds for you because that's, again, that's super important, but it's so, uh, like pe people look past it because they don't realize the art from it, right? Like you, you go in and you'll look at it and you'll listen to that sound. Like you said, you'll, you'll put a video on Instagram and you'll put a sound, even if it's just, uh, like copyrighted music or sorry, uh, copyright free music there's still a ton of stuff out there that you can go and you can find and put out there because that's what's going to make your videos sound and look better. Even in a day like today where a lot of people go on Instagram at work and they'll just scroll through and they won't, you know, they, they won't listen to the music, but the people that do might have a different touch and a different feeling for it. And, and that's, it kind of goes back and loops back to, to why I see myself different than a lot of creatives is because I take inspiration from other hobbies or other elements of what I've done. Like I said, I, I like, I like DJing. Like I like, you know, I love the music industry. I, I absolutely, I could sit in a studio for hours and just listen to someone play guitar or mix music. Yeah, it's, me too. It, it's, it, there's something about it that is so therapeutic. There's something that is so, you know, wonderful about creation. And what I learned is that has really transcended into how much I care about the sound. I remember I will sit there and be like, is that, is that sound one pixel off? And people will, why, why are you worried about this? And it's because it matters to me. It, it, it really game changes things. But I think every person doesn't realize that there's other skills and other things that you might've done as a kid or even a year ago, or even a week ago that really could improve what you're already doing now. Um, as a real estate agent, there's, there's skills that, that you might've already have taken on 
or already have in your locker that you don't realize because you know nowadays maybe you're you're focused only on a specific you know your job or whatever you're doing but there's a lot of there's a lot of overflow and i learned that too about sports i was always a you know in a team um you know having to push others but have others push me and i've learned that that you know how to take criticism now like if someone doesn't like my work how can i move on from that specific you know and make specific problem and make it better i i've learned how to take criticism where other people might crumble with criticism because right. in sports you learn so there's a lot of it, it kind of goes back to that 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 element of of sound design and and all these elements like that's a lot of the time drawing inspiration from other places even as simple as the graphics a lot of people like i i try to animate every single logo in every single video i do and that's different from people a lot of people just slap on a logo and say it's done but why? Because I want to add extra value. I grew up really appreciating design, fashion, um, and all that. The simplicity of design, graphic design. So I like to add that into my videos. And, and you, bring, you bring the logo to life. And it, it shows, like you said, it, it shows character, not only for the video, but uh, for the logo as well. And for the branding, because branding is huge. Right? Like, like you mentioned, it's, it's something that's so big and people look past it. They think, oh, you know, like people want a cool logo, but... It's a matter of how you brand yourself, right? Because you can think of so many different logos and those companies. I could flash it on, on a screen for half a second and, you know, I can flash a specific, you know, I can flash McDonald's logo, for example. Flash McDonald's logo for half a second, you'll be like, okay, that's McDonald's. And even to go a step further, I could flash the color of McDonald's, just that color yellow on the screen and say, what, what is the first thing that reminds you of this color? And you'd say McDonald's. So yeah, like you said, branding, bringing the creative stuff to life and, you know, building your brand itself is just as important as a video because, you know, we spoke about this earlier. People are going to come to me if they see something that's different, that's new, that's fresh. Because as soon as you start seeing the cookie cutter stuff, people are just, you know, they're going to like it. They're going to look past it probably, but they see something creative. It's just like anything now, right? With trends you know trends come and go but it's the start of that trend that blows up because someone's doing something different and and it it, it goes to it goes to talk a lot about how important branding is and i think a lot of people un, don't understand that branding isn't just just your logo just your colors it's a massive element of it but branding is who you are and and at the end of the day it's it comes back to this the 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 simplicity of 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 who you are, the journey you've taken, no one's going to take the same steps you have. And everyone, you know, everyone has inspirations. Everyone has people they want to, to be like, but the benefit and, and what you have that no one else has is those steps, that journey. No one else has that. And that's the beauty of it. And if you can build a brand around, you know, who you are and, and, and also have, you know, your logo, your fonts, your colors, represent that you've you've nailed it that's where you have these starbucks these mcdonald's but i think a lot of people don't understand that starbucks logo or mcdonald's logo we see them and we, we know what they are yeah but also we know what to expect when we go to those restaurants because that's also a part of branding is what do you expect from you so if, if i'm working with ryan noble i would expect a certain amount of service because i know who you are Okay, maybe you're, you're personal. You like to talk to me. You, you, I expect that when I work with you. 
Same with when you work with me, there's certain things you expect because that's part of my brand. So it's also, it's also the professionalism of, of how you, how you are as a person, how personable you are. Um, there's a lot more than just a logo slapping on a logo, slapping on colors and saying, well, this is my brand. There's so much more deeper. We know what we're expecting at McDonald's is quick. It's cheap and it's fast. <laughs> you, you I just say, said that twice. You, you, you didn't say good. You didn't say good. So. It's not, it's, but it, <laughs> it's quick and fast. Yeah, but yeah. you got to think at the end of the day, we know what to expect when we go into McDonald's. We know what to expect when we go into Starbucks because that's their brand. Their brand is also who they are, what they stand for, what they represent, everything. That, that, is, that is part of brand and that's why brand is so powerful. And a big thing is consistency. I think that's that's Huge. the biggest thing about all these brands is that they're consistent. You can go to you know McDonald's and it'll be the same every time. You'll go to a Starbucks, it'll be the same every time. And you know, although we we spoke about trying to be different, they are different. They're they're different in their own ways, right? Like they have things out there. They they make their coffee different, right? Like we said, you, they could be right beside each other, and half the people would rather go to Starbucks, half the people would rather go to, to McDonald's for their coffee, but they're doing it for the same you know, the same reason and they're both consistent, but they're different. I read something, I read something recently that said that, you know, everyone's worried about everyone stealing everyone's idea, but if you're damn good at your idea and you have good branding, it's not going to matter who steals it. It's not going to matter because you're already on top. So if, if people are trying to steal from you, that's a good sign. I don't know why people don't throw out more stuff on the internet, more stuff, say, oh, here's a free guide. Here's a free this, here's a free that, or even just putting more information out because I feel, I feel like people are too worried that people are going to steal from them. But the reason why they're worried is because they feel like they're going to overtake them. If you're good at what you do, if you're good at what you do, people are going to try to steal from you. That's the business. That is business. That's life. People are going to try to steal. You know, look how McDonald's and Starbucks has been at the top of the game for so long, but you know how many people have tried to become Starbucks, tried to become McDonald's, but they haven't got there. Why? Because McDonald's and Starbucks keeps, they, 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 they their brand is so strong that no one can come close to them. Right. And, and, and at the end of the day, as soon as someone comes close to them, they switch up and come up with some revolutionary idea. And then it's like, oh, now we're back to resetting, trying to steal again. But they're still not going to reach the same level. And even if they do, even if they surpass whatever Starbucks is or was, like Starbucks is still going to be successful, right? It goes back to the old saying that imitation is the highest form of flattery because people are going to imitate, like you said, if you keep doing it and you're doing well and they see you succeeding. Like even for me, when I was getting into real estate, I had so many people, even like there, there's also the saying, you know, everyone knows a realtor. Everyone has a friend, a family, family member, cousin, whatever who's a realtor, but that's true, right? People came to me like, oh, you're going to get into real estate, you and everybody else. Okay, that's fine, right? Think about how many people are in finance, for example, right? There are probably just as many people in, in finance, maybe even more working, you know, at a corporation doing a job for that than a real estate agent, right? Think about how many coffee shops there are, right? Oh, just because there's, a Starbucks and a Tim's and a, and a McDonald's, that doesn't mean that I can't open my own coffee shop. And like you said, try and build it myself. So I think it's, it's all relative um, with both of our businesses and just as a person, just, you know, not worrying about what other people think, but just doing your own thing and working hard at it. And I think at the end of the day, the people, and I've always said this to, around my creative friends is, is you can really tell the people who are passionate versus the people who will fall off. And the, the, the easiest way to tell is, is, is the people again, that, that put extra work in 
in. You know, they, I, I, I saw a quote recently that said along the lines of, of I, if you're, if you have a strong, like not just a strong brand brand, but if you're, if you're a business and you're offering more value free than someone is paid, that's huge. And, and it, it made me think of like the animated logo. I don't charge extra for the animated logo. It's just, it's a value that I, and it's a standard that is in my business. And I know a lot of people will charge extra for that. We'll, we'll try to nitpick every money, but like for me, it, it's, it's something that comes with my business. And, and that's, that's where I think big businesses will, will, will offer that, you know, like even McDonald's, I know they have the money to, but you know, dollar drink days, you know, like they, they have free coffee here and there. And, and you, you gotta, you think like, how do they do it? But they're doing that because they know that the return on investment is going to be huge on that. People are going to go into McDonald's and get their free coffee, but they're also going to purchase something else. Yeah. So. And even then, even for the dollar drink days, right? Uh, yeah. I'll go to McDonald's during, during the summer when it's dollar drinks, but you know, everyone knows that the McDonald's Sprite is like the best Sprite or their, or their Coke is a bad, I don't know. There, there's something that they do that's, that's different, but then you're going to come back, right? You're going to come back in the summer or sorry, you're going to come back in the winter or the fall or the spring, not when it's dollar drink days and you're going to give them that money. So yeah, you're, you're absolutely right where they, they know that you're going to be purchasing. Yeah. You can't walk in there and just, yeah, you can go and just buy a drink, but the, the chances are, you know, oh, maybe I'm feeling a, an, uh, like a, like a burger today or some nuggets or an ice cream, you know? especially when it's hot outside. So things like that, yeah, are are so smart to add into your business as value. And even for me, when I first started uh, in real estate, there were other realtors who gave me free information. They had this whole package and they had a bunch of different um, like PDF workbooks and things like this to, you know, video content ideas and, and starting a podcast and stuff like, like little things like that, that, I got for free and I said, you know, why, why would you give it to, to me for free? Because 99% of the people are not going to use it. And the one person who does use it fine, right? I'm not taking over their business. They're like, I'm not going to be you know, bigger than they are. And, and you know, our, our businesses aren't really going to collide, but it's the fact that those people are giving away the good information for free. And I don't have to worry about, not worry about paying them, but you know, I'm sure they have other content that, is paid for workshops and stuff like you that. You know, but. you know what the pay is though. The pay is being remembered, right? Exactly. Right. Like, so I'm gonna I, remember them. You're gonna remember forever. them. So if 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 someone comes back to you and says, "Hey, who do you recommend in this situation?" I recommend him, because if if it's not you, if it's not your area of expertise, I recommend him. And and that's how good business works. That's how good business works. Is is sometimes. You know, I, I agree that you should be paid for certain things, but but giving away certain piece of information or offering a, a helping hand to someone is huge. Like you could be looked at and people could be like, that guy did this for me and here, there you go. And and it's being remembered. And that's why I think these big brands do it so well is is they do things to be remembered. And it's it's that's the payoff. That's their pay that they'll get from it. And I would love to see a study of, you know, like you said, dollar drink days. I would love to see, you know, even these apps where they give you free things is how much return of investment they get because they, they're just generous knowing that people are going to remember them. And if you have a strong brand, if you have a good logo, if you are a good person, people are going to remember you. It's as simple as me, I guess, right now in my business, 
it's majority referrals. And half the time, I don't even know where they're from. Me too. Yeah. That's, that's my hope. That's why our businesses are so similar, yeah. right? They're completely different industries, but they have the same similarities where we're running our own business and we have people who are referrals, repeat referrals come back to us because our content or, you know, our, our customer service is, is good. That's why I always say when it, when you're doing a video or piece of content in, in, in my, my work of expertise is even if a client pisses you off, even if a client, you, you never want to work with that client again, don't be never burn a bridge, no, never burn a bridge. Exactly. Never burn a bridge and, ever. and, and you got a lot of people think, Oh, like, I don't mind burning this because it's one client. One client isn't one client because one client talks and referrals is from other people sharing information. So as soon as you burn one bridge, then literally it's just going to be repeated. And next thing you know, you're going to say, well, where are all these referrals? Well, people talk. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's, it's making sure that you're respectful. Even if that person, you know, in a way fucks you over, it's at the end of the day, it's, it's a matter of staying professional and realizing that that one person, even though they might've been a, you know what to you, they might have a say in future business for you. Exactly. Like even for you, right? Like let's say I, I burn a bridge with you. You got what? Three, 5,000 followers on Instagram. Just because you don't, you know, just because that, that's the one bridge. You have 5,000 people behind you. You post one thing saying something bad about me. People are going to remember that. And then they're not going to remember it for a good reason. It's a, it's a different world nowadays. It's a different world nowadays. And, and, and it's not like when we were kids where you could say someone something bad about someone on the schoolyard and you could probably go a year without hearing about it or even more or never hear it. Where now with the, the day and age of social media, one bad review in a small business can destroy a business. And, and you know how many people get canceled on the internet? Oh yeah, especially, it, but not even that, even with like Google reviews, right? I don't remember what, what it was, but there was something that some restaurant did something uh, online. And then all of a sudden, all these random people online went and, and gave one star Google reviews. And all of a sudden you have a, a very good restaurant to, it's terrible because all these random people who haven't even been to the restaurant, aren't even from here, are going and, and writing one-star reviews because that one bad thing happens. So it's really important to not burn any bridges because you never know it's easy, where it's going to lead. It's easy to to ruin your reputation. It's it's very hard to build your reputation. It's very easy to ruin it. It's very you can at the snap of a fingers you say one wrong thing, that could be the end of your business, and you could just be going on the downslope and down on the roller coaster. And you're never coming up. Yeah. Um, but building building your brand building who you are, what you represent takes years. And, and I, I don't think people realize how long it actually takes to build a good brand. It, you know, so many people rush into it and think it'll take you two weeks, but it, it's, it's a matter of a process and how clients feel about working with you, how, how you present yourself in front of clients. Um, I would never be getting the, the recognition I did if I didn't build the, my, my brand, how I would want people to see it like i if, if i wouldn't buy into my own brand how is anyone else supposed to right and I, I feel like that's super important um so we're actually close to the end which sucks i mean it's been such a good conversation but i want i want to leave you the question what's one thing that motivates you to do better business because a lot of people here might not be motivated might you know think about taking that leap and taking that step okay tomorrow i'm gonna do it tomorrow i'm gonna do it but what's something that 
grounds you and says, okay, this is what's going to motivate me to go and be better day by day. A lot of the time it comes down to strictly like me as a kid, right? Like, like what, you know, they, you know, they say all the time, like, oh, you only have so much time in, in this life. And at the end of the day, if years go by and you still feel like something's missing, something is missing. So a lot of the time, just sitting with yourself and really prioritizing, like, what do you want? Or what do I want to try to do? Um, you know, everything is a process. Everything is trying and learning. Um, you know, I, I remember I, I saw a quote that said, um, there's no such thing as losing. It's either you win or you learn. Um, and a lot of the time that comes from just keep on going. If something fails, it's like, okay, just reset yourself, fix that process and continue going. I know there's been lots of times in my career where I felt like maybe I'm not in the right career. Maybe I need to switch. And a lot of that time, it just fueled me to keep going. And, and I said to myself, I, I, if someone asked me, they said, well, what, what would you do if you weren't creating videos and creating content, creating art? I said, I don't know. And, I was the and, same. And, and, and yeah. as soon as that happens, you know that this is meant for you. And there's a lot of noise out there. It's getting past that noise. Um, it's just doing your own thing and focusing on you. I, I, I think taking everyone out of the qu question and sitting with yourself and saying, is this what I really want to do? Because a lot of people will create because they want attention, will create because of the attention, will create for their followers, will create for whoever. But if you're creating for you, whatever industry you're creating for you you're doing it for you that's it like you, you just got to be honest with yourself because as soon as you have external factors you're going to burn off you're not going to be the guy that's 80 still still you know wanting to create art you're not because you're going to burn out yeah you got to be that guy to just just do it now do something that you love because if you don't do something that you love you're not going to go like, you're not going to, you're never going to be happy. You're never, you're never going to be happy. And you're never going to feel the fulfillment. And at the end of the day, like, you know, it, it I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy that, that, that is 80 and looks back and says, well, if I was your age again, I'd do this. I, I never want to be that. And I, and I remember, you know, my, my grandparents always saying that like, Hey, if you're going to do it, like do it now, especially in, in, you know, when you're early on, like you have time to turn things around. You have time to, to quit your job if, if you're, if it's miserable and you don't want to do it and, and try, I'd rather try and fail at this. I'm so far into my business now that I'm like, I either, it either fails or it succeeds and I'm good with either or obviously I want it to succeed, but if it fails, I just keep going because I'm obsessed with it. Right. That's great. Why do I thank you, Jacob? I, I really appreciate it. That was, that was a really good chat. Uh, where can people find you online? Because I'm sure a lot of people would love to see your videos because they are incredible. So uh, right now you can, uh, my business that I'm currently still working on, but um, I'm taking any inquiries. So all of you, if you want a sweet video, uh, hit me up, uh, look up Distant Ventures on Google. Uh, there's different avenues of the website, Instagram, Twitter, have it all. Um, and also if you want to contact me directly, uh, you can follow me at J I A T K I N S O N seven. Maybe it'll be in the, it'll below. be in the description. Maybe it'll yeah. be down below. Um, J I Atkinson. Yeah. Seven. J I Atkinson seven. You can just hit me up and, uh, I'd love to even talk, have it just a, a talk about any subject today or just business in general. Um, you know, let's create.
All right. Sounds good. Well, thanks, Jacob. Uh, you know, really appreciate it. And uh, I guess we'll see everyone next week. Thanks for Take having care. me. Take care.